Peter was arrested, and then when he was arrested, the Bible says that he was kept by a group of soldiers, and the intention was that after Easter, they will release him to the people. Release him to do what to him? Talk to me. Release him to do what to him? But the Bible makes us understand in verse 5. Verse 5. Oh. Peter, therefore, was kept in prison. But prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. Because of prayer, he was delivered. After Easter, you are delivered. Any assignment of hell that is activated in the realms of the spirit during festive occasions and after festive occasions intending that after Easter they will have you they will have your life, your children, your family I declare that by the prayer of the church it shall not happen in the name of Jesus Christ lift up your hands with me, let's pray this prayer say in the name of Jesus come on say it louder, say in the name of Jesus Every assignment of hell hell. orchestrated in the spirit to take my life, to take my family, to take my destiny. After Easter, I declare by the blood of Jesus, it is canceled. Oh God, I cover my family, I cover my house. I cover my business. I cover my destiny. I cover my marriage with the blood of Jesus. And right now, oh God, I activate the blood for my deliverance. Lift up your voice and pray right now. Yan Tala Bada 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 Bada
in Jesus name listen according to Exodus chapter 12 and verse 13 the blood brings protection one of the blessings you need this year is divine protection. Uh, didn't like your amen. amen. I said one of the protection, one of the blessings we need this year, and God will give us this year, is the blessing of divine protection. Amen. amen. Sometimes you think that there are things that matters to you, but let me tell you, any other thing you need, the most important is for us to walk in protection and have long life. Because once you have life, and once you have, let me let me finish the prayer and then drop this handheld microphone before you can own the other one. Okay? Yes, I don't need two microphones at a time. So one of the things you need is that God will give you protection. Even as you live, because as long as you are alive and as long as you are protected, there is hope for your future. Amen. Is somebody understanding what I'm talking about? Lift up your hands. And say by the blood, by the blood, I claim protection. Claim protection. Please pray it well. Pray it well. Is that okay? You don't take insurance after you have an accident. You take insurance before you get an accident. Is that okay? And sometimes God's insurance doesn't take us into accident. He delivers us from accidents. Lift up your hands and say, in the name of Jesus, I activate the blood for divine protection. Say, oh God, protect our going out. Protect our coming in. Protect us on every side. In the name of Jesus. Protection from sickness. Protection from accident. Protection from premature death. Protection from accidents. In the name of Jesus. I activate the blood for divine protection. Lift up your voice and pray for protection. Yes. By protection, by the blood of Jesus, in the name of Jesus Christ. Last prayer. Revelation chapter 12 verse 11. And they overcame him. 
by the blood of the lamb and by the words of their testimony who did they overcome they overcame satan every words of satan this morning they want to enforce the blood over it are you here you want to enforce the victory and the power of the blood over it lift up your hands and say in the name of Jesus every activity of the devil by the blood of Jesus I overcome you come on say it louder say in the name of Jesus by the blood of Jesus I overcome every activity the works of the devil I overcome you as I pray right now let the blood be against you let the blood be against you poverty sickness disease affliction the blood is against you lift up your voice and pray Lift up the blood. Lift up the blood. The blood is against you. The blood is against you. The blood is against you. In the name of Jesus. Every activity of the devil. Activity of the devil. Against your family. Against your business. Yes. The blood is against you. 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 Today, we activate the blood of Jesus. The blood is against you. In the name of Jesus. Somebody clap your hands and shout a big amen. Special occasion as we celebrate the victory of the blood and the cross. What's that upon us? Declare in the name of Jesus that the blood will speak for you. I said the blood will speak for you. May the blood of Jesus mark you and mark your family. Yes, my for good things. Mark for good thoughts. Mark for blessings. Mark for progress. Mark for joy. Mark for peace. In the name of Jesus. Let the blood speak for you. Clap your hands and shout Amen three times. Amen. So this morning. I'm going to speak on the blood and the altar. I'm going to take my time and teach this morning and I pray that you will stay with me. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 9. We will read quite a number of scriptures. Hebrews chapter 9 from verse 18 the bible says bible can say let me read whereupon neither the first testament was dedicated without blood now so this is saying that the first or the previous testament or the old testament 
was not without blood. All right, verse 19. For when Moses had spoken every precept to all the people according to the law, he took the blood of calves and of goats with water and scarlet wool and hyssop and sprinkled both the book and all the people. Verse 20. Saying, this is the blood of the testament which God had enjoined unto you. Verse 21. Moreover, he sprinkled the blood with the blood both the tabernacle and all the vessels of the ministry. Verse 22. And almost all things are by the law purged with blood. Let me read this part again. And almost all things are by the law purged with blood. And without shedding of blood is no remission or forgiveness. Can I hear somebody say amen? Amen. You can continue to read. We will come to some of the scriptures later on. But it is important for us to understand especially the verse 22 Paul begins to make an argument of the role the blood or blood played in the Old Testament concerning the tabernacle and the things used in the tabernacle for the covering of the people for the atonement of their sins. Paul, eh, can be be a far mojano, senior, the petinium, a didijuma, sorry for you, a depotani panaboni. So the blood was a very important aspect in their lives in the Old Testament. And the bojanone, a dear, a didjuma, sonko, a brabomwa pamdadanim. You will take notice that even from the time of Abraham, Ubonse Fiebram Bresso. Moving on till even the law was formed, any time God had relationship or contact with man, blood was very essential. Because man had been sinful from the Garden of Eden, and God, who is so holy and cannot behold sin and cannot live with sin, if he had to come back to talk to man then there was a need for something to pacify and to take away the anger of God. And so, blood was that which was important in doing so. You will remember when you read about the story of Adam and Eve, God will always come into the garden at the cool of the day and have communication with them. But after the sin, when God appeared, man had to run. Adam had to run. Before the sin, Adam was naked with his wife and there was no shame. There was no feeling of shame. Adam, no, no, you read that the giant says no one can say when you go as they could walk around and there was nothing like nakedness. But right after sin set in, 
Adam went to look for leaves, fig leaves. Adam and covered himself. Because he said to himself he was naked. When God came on the scene, one of the questions he asked Adam is that who told you that you were naked? The point is that every human being has conscience every sinner has a conscience there is something inside you there is something inside me that tells us anytime we go wrong that this one is not right and so Adam immediately he sinned that thing was activated so sin told him that I am present with you so he had to cover himself but look at what God did when God met him in that state of covering with leaves he made Adam to take off the leaves and he gave him the skin of an animal to cover himself now you will understand if God was going to have contact with man again then somehow the sin had to be taken care of are you here with me this morning and so where did God get the skin of the animal from until an animal is killed you cannot get the skin is that correct so the bible says that god gave him a skin which means that a lamp or an animal was killed and blood was shed so adam could now have a permanent covering rather than the temporal covering of leaves so the Bible says that the lamp of God that was slain before the foundations of the earth. Now, fast forward to the New Testament. The blood of goats and cows and birds was an inferior way of God relating with us. So Jesus had to step in. So in verse 22, please leave the scripture on the screen. In verse 22 of the Hebrews chapter 9, the Bible says, Bible says without the shedding of blood, there couldn't have been the cleansing or the removal or the forgiveness of sins. The only reason why you and I enemy can appear and sometimes you can feel the presence of God all over our lives. It's simple. Because the blood have cleansed us from our sins. Now, this blood is not an ordinary blood. Jesus had to die. And I'm not going to bore you much with that story today. But I believe you understand the death of Christ and what he went through. Now, that death of Christ had become a memorial for us. It has become a 
tangible evidence that every sinner can receive forgiveness. It has become the altar on which we stand to claim redemption and forgiveness. So the Bible says that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Why? Because blood had been shed. That is why today you are sitting here beautiful, handsome and you are heaven bound. When you fall today you know your place is guaranteed in heaven. Somebody lift up your hand and say thank you Jesus. So I'm going to move a little and then I'll come back to the blood. Please stay with me and listen carefully. Now remember I told you earlier that an altar can be a physical thing like stone but no altar was made without blood. So when you come to the church like where I'm standing it's a physical altar so we say that go and pick this thing from the altar we are referring to a certain podium it is a physical place we have institutional altars Job, what do you want for us to interpret this? You are, you are on your own. <laughs> but an example yeah, yeah, sure. is like the temple of Solomon. And it says Solomon, sorry, that thing has become an, an institutional memory or it has become an, an altar that Solomon prayed and said that anybody who turns his face towards this place towards and then praise, you will hear from heaven, and so on and so forth. So it is it has become an altar on its own. You, you, you must manage this sound thing for me. There is a lot of feedbacks I'm getting here. A lot of I'm getting here. Please manage it for me. Now, and then also a person can be an altar. So, like I told you earlier. Jesus yes. is a person or God who came in the form of a man who had become an altar for us that today, because of him, we stand to claim redemption. And in the same way, when people live their lives every day, depending on how people live their lives they become or you can easily become an institutional or an individual as an author now so you see some people in certain families there are people who are blessed the whole family is blessed because of one person is that true you can see one family, the whole family is blessed. Let, let me give you an example. Our Archbishop. Now, he is, he's a, he's a whole author. His family, anybody who carries his name goes anywhere. The first question they ask you, are you connected or are you related to him? Once you claim any relationship, 
doors can open for you. Things can happen for you. May God make you also an altar in your family that will open doors for others. There are families too that are suffering because of one person. Is that true? Talk to me, church. Yeah. There are families too that are suffering. There are some people who came up from certain families that you wish you never met them ever in your family. And you see, the book of Galatians chapter 3 verse 14 tells us that the blessings of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles through Jesus Christ. So Abraham had become an institution on his own. And we are connected to the blessings of Abraham and a person because or through the blood of Jesus Christ. Through faith in Jesus, you and I connect to a certain individual's altar. I somebody still here with me. What does what man say? But when you read Genesis chapter 22, verse 15, the Bible tells us, Bible and the angel of the Lord called unto Abraham out of heaven for the second time and said, By myself have I sworn, saith the Lord, because thou have done this thing. And has not withheld thy son, thine only son, that in blessing I will bless you. So, at a certain point in Abraham's life, through a certain action, his life was transformed. And his relationship with God went to a different level. As God established that because of you, one person, because of you, your entire generation will walk in blessings forever. Is it not amazing that we call Jesus as a seed of Abraham because of something that was done? Today, and then, there are billions of people on the face of the earth who are saved will go to heaven because one man, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ did something that after 2,000 years we can stand on what he did and claim freedom from any power of the devil. May the death of Christ benefit you from today. If I hear a louder amen, your life is a blessing. Are we still together? So, there are people you meet who share who are not just ordinary people. There are people you meet on the street. And I want you to listen to me very, very carefully as I make this progress. There are people you meet in this life who are walking authors. There are people you meet, they are walking spirits, evil demons, or evil authors moving around. 
by the things they've done and connected with it is not such you don't meet such people and mock at them are you, are you understand what I'm talking about I always tell young ones I say when you meet elderly people when you meet certain people they may be sick, they may be something be careful, don't 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 Provoke them because some of them there is fire in their mouth. And there are people you also meet in your casual life that can say a blessing to you and it will change your life forever. But the point I am making this morning is that every human being must understand that there are different types of authors or different levels and human beings or personalities can also become authors. The blood of Jesus is the foundation upon which our faith is built. First Peter chapter 1 verse 18 and 19. Tell somebody listen to the bishop. Yeah. First Peter chapter 1 verse 18 and 19. The Bible says, Bible can say, knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold from your aimless conduct received by tradition from your fathers but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. Alright. Now, Hebrews chapter 10 verse 19 says, Therefore, brethren, since we have full freedom and confidence to enter into the holy of holies by the power and virtue in the blood of Jesus. So the blood gives us access to a certain platform. The blood gives us a certain a certain access that other people who are not connected cannot have. It is because of the blood we can enter into his presence. It is because of the blood we are redeemed from sin. It is because of the blood we have hope of a better life. It is because of the blood that we can be plucked out of evil and brought into a better place. no human being can build any good life or a good altar for generations to come without the blood of Jesus. Any foundation that is built outside the blood of Jesus, outside the death and resurrection of Christ is not a good one and therefore will not stand. If you are here with me, wave your hand and say amen. Amen. This morning, it is my prayer for you that the blood will clear away for you. Let me hear you say a better amen. Amen. That the blood will remove every blockage will carry you out from the platform of evil authors and put your life on a path 
of glory and blessings. Lift up your hand and say another amen. Amen. So the blood of Jesus is our platform. Somebody say the blood is my platform. Say to another person, the blood is my platform. Say to somebody, the blood is our platform. We are making a transition in the next few minutes. Yes, now, an altar for Ibuchia. And in this case, even the blood of Jesus is a platform of authorization. Now, follow me well. You see, I've met people who say, and they don't just say, I know they pray, but there are very little results to show for. Because sometimes prayer is not just what you say, but what you understand. But you must understand that when you come as a Christian to pray, there is a certain platform on which you stand, there is a certain altar on which you are standing to pray. Now, that altar. Is what gives authorization. So, if I am a policeman and I go and stand in the street, and I'm not wearing a uniform, and I stand on the motorway, and the cars are speeding, and I just do my hand like this, who will stop? Talk to me, church. No, I'm asking who will stop? I could be. A chief inspector, you won't stop. Chief inspector, huh? you won't stop. Huh? I could be a commissioner of police, COP, you won't stop. COP, why? Talk to me, church. Why? I don't have anything that gives me authorization. The reason why demons obey us is because we are standing on a platform or an altar of authorization. Amen. That when we stand on the blood of Jesus as our altar, it gives authorization and power to every command we make. Isaac, you can, you can stand up and go and do that thing. Okay. As yeah. All right. Now, so when we stand on the blood of Jesus, it gives us a certain authorization that you can say to a demon, you could be a seven-year-old boy, but because of the altar on which you stand on, that in the name of Jesus come out, and the demon will have no choice than to come out. Today, and then, as we celebrate the death of Christ, may your voice carry more authority than ever before. Because an altar is a system of authorization. The altar is a place of determination. It is a place where things are determined. So it doesn't matter how loud you shout. If you are not standing on a solid altar, 
You cannot authorize anything. Are you understanding what I'm talking about? Like I take my ATM card. My family ATM card. Or I take Reverend Pani's ATM card. Let's say he has one million CDs on his ATM. One million CDs on the ATM. And then I go to the car shop. Mercedes. Mercedes. They said the car is $250,000. I said I'm buying it. Is there money on the card? Talk to me. Is there money on the card? But when I slot it in, that is not the end. It will ask me to provide my pin code. my personal identification code. So, if I'm not able to enter it, there is money on the card. card But I can't authorize payment. In the same way, you can be going through problems. But you must know on which altar you are standing. It is your altar that determines how authorized or how well you can give authorization. May demons obey you from today in the name of Jesus. So the sons of Skiva and Skiva Mano in the book of Acts, they use the name of Jesus. I'm sure they position themselves like the way the disciples did. And they are also casting out a demon. But they were operating from a wrong altar. So the demons did not respect their authorization. Your story will be different in the name of Jesus. The altar or an altar is a platform in the realms of the spirit where you make contact with humanity on legal grounds. You see, this is what gives us the legal authority to be able to do the things we do. When an altar is a platform where covenants are made and covenants are respected. Without altars, covenants are not respected. Covenants don't work. So, the Old Testament, the covenant was sealed with blood. In the New Testament, the covenant is sealed with blood. Every altar operates on blood. So it is not enough for you to say you have destroyed evil altars. You now need to build a godly altar. I said you need to build what? Come on, talk to me. You need to build what? Your family my family is not standing on any evil altar again because I have prayed, I have destroyed it, I have fasted, I have sown a seed, I have done this, I have done that. That is good, but that is just one. After the old is gone, we need to establish a godly altar. And this morning, what I want to help you to do is for you to be able to know how to establish a godly altar. An altar that years after we are no more, our children will be enjoying the benefits of that altar. Amen. An altar that will speak for you even in the day of trouble and anytime there is a need. An altar that will influence things in your favor. 
Farubutia, a bad dani dani nyama, a media buo. Can I hear somebody say amen? Can say amen. Now take these points. Things you need to know if you are going to raise a godly altar. These are things you need to know. Number one. We've, we've talked about the foundation of every godly altar. Whether it is a personal altar. Whether it is a family altar, whether it is a congregational altar, the foundation is what? Oh, talk to me. The foundation is what? I didn't hear you. Only three people. I said the foundation is what? The blood. Yes. This is where it all begins from. But if you are going to have a good altar or be able to raise a good altar. Number one, obedience is key. You don't build godly altars on disobedience. You don't build godly altars on disobedience. Read through the scriptures. Anytime God had a certain serious communication with man that produced a result into the future, there was an instruction and there was obedience to follow. So in Deuteronomy chapter 11 verse 27, it says, a blessing if ye obey the commandments of the Lord your God. Now, and then it continues, so it is in verse 29 there about that it begins to talk about they will stand on Mount Ebal to pronounce a curse and then they will stand on Mount Gerasim to pronounce a blessing. But a blessing, whatever platform you stand on or if you are going to build a godly altar, obedience must be your keyword. Everybody lift up your hand and say, Lord, give me grace to obey you. Say it again. Say, Lord, give me grace to obey you. Amen. Amen. In the book of Samuel, the prophet came to Saul and said, that's all. To obey is better than to sacrifice. Obedience is more important than your sacrifice. Your obedience. I said, your what? Talk to me, church. Your what? It's more important than your... I don't care. You can give God... One billion dollars. One billion dollars. He is more interested in your obedience more than your sacrifice. No godly altar can be built on a platform of disobedience. And so, whenever you realize that you you are you are walking in disobedience, watch it. It is something that affects the power or affects your personal order. The next thing that you need to note 
in building a personal altar, number two, is your sacrifice. Somebody say sacrifice. In Psalm 50 verse 5, Psalm 50 verse 5. Put it on the screen. He said, or see, 5 verse 5. Gather my saints together unto me, those who have made a covenant with me by sacrifice. So, the way to reach God and the way to get a covenant to work for you, he said, is by sacrifice. Without a sacrificial heart, you cannot build any godly altar. That is why you must trust that God Change my heart and give me a sacrificial heart. Can I hear somebody say amen? Can I say amen? One of the scriptures I love the most is Revelation chapter 5 verse 11. Revelations 5, 11 and 12. Let's read it together. Let's read it together. Look on the screen. Ready, go. And the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000. Oh, chief, you let us finish reading. Let's read. And the number of them, ready, go. And thousands of thousands, verse 12. Saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the lamb that was slain. Wait. Worthy is the lamb that was pampered. It says, Worthy is the lamb that was what? To do what? Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. And blessing. So before the lamb will be qualified to receive blessings. Glory, honor, strength, wisdom, riches, the lamp had to be slain. There can be no power on your altar without a sacrifice. It is your level of sacrifice that determines your level of power and authority. If we are going to build godly altars, the spirit of sacrifice must come upon our lives. Today I pray for somebody that God will give us the spirit of sacrifice. Can I hear somebody say a better amen? Amen. Say Lord, say ready. The spirit of sacrifice. Are you here with me this morning? Because the lamb could only qualify to receive all these things because it was slain. Because it was sacrificed. There are people who have no business claiming blessings. Because 
the lamp on whose blood you are standing, they said, Jama Ujinan Majaswa went through sacrifice to receive. Wafa for a Bobby Mukaji. That is why, you know, in the olden days, in Tinati Timrenimu, when some families wanted something, maybe they wanted a child, they wanted money, they would take somebody and sacrifice the person that as they sacrifice the person, let the gods give them whatever blessing they are looking for. Because the principle of this world is that sacrifice produces power. So when I see people who want to serve God in convenience, no sacrifice. I know that this one there is no power behind you. Am I talking to somebody this morning? If, if you are somebody who just wants to serve God, oh, the day I am free, I will come to the choir. The day I am free. It's like your everything is about convenience. It is an indication that your future is cut off. You don't have anything. You don't, nothing is going to work for you. What is that? Am I speaking to somebody this morning? But when you see people who have gone through the period and the process of sacrifice, you know that God will make a way. May God make a way for you in Jesus' name. Somebody shout a big amen. Amen. Oh, I said, let me hear somebody shout a big amen. Amen. If you are going to build an altar, a godly altar, your consistency in fasting and prayer is important. You remember I told you the other day that consistency does what? break resistance. Who remembers? Yes, Pastor James. Pastor James. No, yes, but that's in relation to authors. Your consistency attracts spirits. Uh, so, if you like, and this helper, see, watch somebody who is used to killing people. In a particular location. Very soon, a spirit will inhabit the place. You must be consistent until God endorses that consistency. There are people after this fasting and prayer. If care is not taken, your next fasting and prayer will be next month when we are saying that there is one week fasting and prayer. Next week. Next week. Next week, Wednesday. Or the day of your birth. Do your fasting. Amen. You didn't say amen. Tell somebody, do your fasting next week. Amen. Amen. There are different types of altar, altars every Christian can raise. There are different types of altars every Christian can raise. Number one. Any Christian can raise or must raise an altar of prayer. That is one very, very important. Every Christian, you must have an altar of prayer and fasting. 
Every Christian must do that. Every Christian must have an altar of fasting and prayer. Matthew 17:21. How be this kind does not go out except by fasting and prayer? Matthias and was saying, The next thing. Every Christian must raise an altar of service. Now, these are things that outlives you. So there are there are you know when I look at our father's children, I say they are blessed at Bishop's children. Because the amount of prayer that man has invested and the kind of things he has done for God and you stand on that altar if you fail in life then it means that you it's somebody understanding what I'm talking about and there are some of us here our parents and things they did not start the way some of the young ones here are starting you know, when we are doing yes way, yes way. No, no, no. Some of you, your parents, you know very well. Every Friday morning, like this Friday morning, he's going to kill a chicken already and pour blood on a stone. And that was the foundation of our lives. But growing up, you must invest in an altar of fasting and prayer, an altar of service. Imagine you are praying as a Christian, you are praying consistently as a Christian at least one hour or two hours every day, every day without fail. And you are praying for your children. You are giving them a future better than money and cars. If you are here with me, say amen. Amen. And you need to build an altar of service. That you serve God in a way that generations here to come, God will remember what you do in his house. And he will say, he must reward your children. Am I talking to somebody this morning? So some of you, when you come, you see, this thing about serving God, belonging to a department, it is not just you, some of the results, you may not see them in five years. You may not see them tomorrow. Some of the results, they will become a memorial for the family. Amen. That because of your service, every other person in the family is going through a certain problem. But because of the service you rendered, your children will be exempted. Amen. Because anytime God opens the records, he sees what their father did. He sees what their mother did. And God says, I must... May that be your testimony in the name of Jesus. There, you see, when you serve idols, the Bible says that God will punish it to the third and the fourth generation. Is that true? Talk to me, church. Is that true? So, if the serving of idols can bring generational curses, 
Jesus. Then the seventh God can also bring generational blessings. Amen. May there be generational blessings in your family from today. Lift up your hand and shout a big amen. There are some people when when Then it means that you've wasted the family. Are you understand what I'm talking about? What's in the American? The greatest thing you can leave your family is that you have served with your life. God blesses you and He gives the change to your children and your children's children. May that become your testimony in the name of Jesus Christ. Look, some of the crises we go through, it is as a result of the things our parents saved. there are authors we are fighting today because of things our parents served and did one of the ways to reverse them is not just the prayer and fasting only but you must do something that counters that action of theirs in the past and the only way to do that is to give yourself and to serve God and God will translate that author into a positive one that will be a blessing somebody clap your hands and say amen another altar we must raise write on the scriptures for the first one the, the previous one i just mentioned exodus 23 25 job 36 11 exodus 23 25 Job 36, 11. Right on those scriptures. Sure. And then the next one. To raise an altar of titan. Raise an altar of titan. When we pay our tithes, consistently it attracts the spirit of prosperity now the person who shared the testimony about how a salary moved from less than a thousand cities to four thousand cities to 4,000 cities. In a year, or probably less than a year, right? Probably less than a year. I know the person. Minimum. And some of the people around me, sometimes, I insist that you must do some things. Anytime I go to a church with my children, if money is raised I, I must make sure they are involved in it you see until you are able to do the unusual you are not ready to get something unusual but titan is the basic basic it is the basic that gives you authority to
to be able to demand for other things to be done in your life. If you are going to be able to reverse certain things in life and raise a godly financial altar, that altar must be sound. That altar must be on the platform of obedience. And you cannot be somebody who is inconsistent. Today you pay your tithe. Tomorrow you don't pay your tithe. This month you pay. Next month you don't pay. When you do that, you are just making life and you are making it very difficult to make progress even in your financial life. Tell somebody, your tithe is an altar. Come on, say it again. Say, your tithe is an altar. You know, some few days ago, somebody's house almost got bent. And the prayer, the person was praying. God, I pay my tithe. My house cannot bend. My house cannot bend. Whatever it is, let this problem be solved. See, your payment of your tithe, the Bible says he rebukes the devourer. May the devourer be rebuked from your life. Lift up your hand and say, God, give me grace to raise an altar of titan. Last week I was telling you about people like Corgage, people like Lieutenant, and the rest, these are billionaires who were paying tithe, some of them 70 percent, 90%. May we be the testimony for the next generation. The next altar you must raise is is an altar of holiness and righteousness. Mm-hmm. Tell somebody holiness. is an altar. You can't say, well, I, 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 I'm, I built an altar of prayer. I built an altar of giving. I built an altar of service. But you see, as for holiness here, God is the only one who is holy. No, that's you can be holy. In this kingdom, holiness is required. Did you hear what I said? In this kingdom, holiness is required. You can't build an altar and you taint the altar, you neutralize and you nullify your altar with sin. You are building, you are a young person, you are building an altar for the future. And yet, you are stealing, you are fornicating, you are having sex all over the place. You, 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 you are addicted to pornography. You are addicted to, to sex. You are addicted to alcohol. You speak in tongues on Sunday. In the morning. Then Sunday evening. You are drinking alomo. Never. What kind of altar are you raising? Are you understanding what I'm talking about? 
Tell somebody holiness. No, no, tell the person holiness, holiness. It's important. You can't be a Christian. Raising an altar for the future. And you are beating your children as if they are armed robbers. You are you, you saw the video recently. Video no of, of the woman who is dead in Nigeria. That the husband he, 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 did he punch his chest or something? Yeah. Huh? He kicked he kicked the chest. But you, there are things you don't do as a Christian. And yeah, maybe one yes or Christian. Tell somebody you can't do that as a Christian. Won't be yes or Christian. No, if you don't say it well, they will suspect that you are the one. So what <laughs> you are a Christian, but we can't leave money with you. We are Christian. When your boss leaves the shop for you for one hour, you make susu behind your boss. Behind your boss, you make susu 50 cities a day. You are building a dangerous altar. Am I talking to somebody this morning? You slept with somebody, you impregnated a person. Then you say you are not the one. Now what's in Yewa? It will follow you. Hey. Am I talking to somebody this morning? And some of you young guys, you, you see, you, 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 the devil is luring you with certain appetites and you must kill it today. You must kill it. Anytime the devil gives you an appetite, it means that he's after you. There are some of you, you what you hate is big breasts. Some of you boys. Once you see big breasts, even during worship, you can begin to misbehave. Raise an altar of holiness. Can I hear somebody say amen in the house? Amen. You can't raise an altar of immorality on the blood of Jesus. Some of you, I pray, some of you, I pray for you because when I look at you from afar, I look at you physically and in the spirit. If I don't pray for you, the slave queen you go and bring into this house. Amen. Tell somebody holiness. Come on, say holiness is an altar. Say it for the last time. Say holiness is an altar. Yeah. Oh, if our parents had built such an altar for us. Ask somebody, how would your life have been like? Ask somebody. Mm. Am I talking to somebody this morning? I told you yesterday that until you hear today, our prayer is not complete. So don't just pray and go and do the opposite of what I'm talking about. You must build a godly altar. Somebody shout a big amen. Amen. Some of you, you must put, you must pray that God should put a watchman on your lips. Yeah. Because the kind of things you do with your lips. 
You are raising an altar of chaos against your family. Yeah. You are lying. You are accusing people. You are destroying homes. You are creating confusion. It's an altar. It's an altar. It will speak one day. It will speak one day. I said it to do what? It will speak one day. May God forgive us of every sin of our holiness in the name of Jesus. Raise an altar of commitment. Commitment. An altar of commitment. Raise an altar of commitment. Yes. You need that altar. You see? Until you remain very committed to God. God cannot be committed to you. Until you remain very committed to God, God can't be committed to you. You must get to the point where you are surrendered totally to God. Surrender to God. You belong to God. You belong to God. It is an altar on its own. Up to today, when Israelites are praying, and even us when we pray, we say the God of Abraham, Abraham, the God of Isaac, Isaac, the God of Jacob. Jacob, You know why? When we sent, they were totally committed to God. Amen. May our children be able to pray and call on the God of their father. Because they know if you're, if you're clapping your hands, clap it well. That they know that my father was committed to God. They know my mother was committed to God. And they know that the God of my father will not forsake me. May that be our testimony in the name of Jesus Christ. Lift up your hand and shout and say, I raise a new altar of commitment. Hallelujah. Amen. And the last one. The last one is that you can raise an altar of sacrifice. Your sacrifices are altars. One of these days, I will come back to this. But raising an altar of sacrifice is very important. Because it is a way by which we provoke God to come on the scene. There are situations you can fight that will never go. But a sacrifice can take you beyond. You see, one of the things God showed me in the Bible is that there are times when you want to push people forward he determines the sacrifice they should make. For example, when God was going to bless Abraham, he still did a specific sacrifice to make. When the prophet was going to bless that woman, that widow woman, God led him to a specific sacrifice. However, you as an individual, if you are, brave, if you are going to build a very good, good altar, 
one of the things you should be able to do is to listen to your heart. That sometimes God will show you what specific altar to raise or sacrifice to make. It is very, very important. Even, even in your daily prayer life, there are times you must just allow God to speak to you. Sometimes God will tell you that, look, for today, go and bless Dave Martin. Go and give him 500 Ghana CDs. Or, or go and give this to this brother or go and do that to that brother you, you, you may never know but God uses certain specific sacrifices we make to build for us for the future and any time there is an opportunity to raise a sacrifice please Make sure you are a part of it. And sometimes, when it is not even called for, you can decide that God, I want to raise, I want to give a sacrifice, I want to do something for God. Sacrifice is not only money. You see, most of the time, the problem we have is that anytime we talk about sacrifice, your first thinking is money. But it is not. It is not always money. Am I talking to somebody this morning? Sometimes, your sacrifice could just be an action. It could be something you have to do. But it must be something that inconveniences you so that another person or God can take the benefits. After this week, May you stand on the blood of Jesus to raise an altar in Jesus' name. After this week, may you stand on the blood and raise an altar in the name of Jesus Christ. May your altar speak for you. I don't like your amen. I said may your altar speak for you. May your altar never be silent in the name of Jesus Christ. One of these days, I will teach you on why some people's altars are silent. Because some people have altars. You did something years ago. You raised an altar, but your altar has been silent. But it is well with us. This morning, we are going to go to the Lord's table in a few minutes. As we eat this communion today, there is one prayer. I pray for you. That God let the blood become our platform of authorization. That whatever we ask in your name, it is done in Jesus' name. Lift up your hands and just thank the Lord. Table quickly. Yes. Lift up your hands and just thank the Lord. Lift up your hands and thank the Lord. Lift up your hands and thank the Lord. Just thank him. Thank him this morning. Yes, thank him this morning. Lift up your hands and thank him right now. Lift up your hands and thank him now. Lift up your hands and thank him. Come on, are you thanking him? Lift up your hands and thank him. Lift up your hands and thank the Lord. Just bless him Give him worship. Sorry, no. 
Give him praise. Give him praise. My altar is speaking. Yes, I'm raising a new altar. I've moved from the evil altar. I've moved from the old. It is a new beginning. It is a new day. Yes, it is a new day. It is a new day. Somebody thank him right now. Somebody thank him. Yes, give him praise. Yes, give him glory. Thank him now. Glory be to Jesus. On the night on which our Lord was betrayed, he took the bread. When he had broken, he gave thanks and said, This is my body which is broken for you. Eat of it. In the same manner, he lifted a cup. And when he sat, he gave thanks and said, This is the new covenant in my blood. As you eat and drink of this, do so in remembrance of me. This morning, we are going to the Lord's table, remembering the power that we received on the day he died. As you eat this communion today, don't eat it as your usual meal. But eat it believing that power is transferred into your life. I said, power is transferred into your life. And you are never the same again. Father, I bless these elements. I ask that everyone that partakes of this communion, this Good Friday morning, may the person receive a turn around in Jesus' name. Let the sick be healed. Let the demonized be delivered. Let the oppressed be set free. Let old and wicked foundations be broken. And let your name be glorified. In Jesus' name. Lift up your hands and say thank you, Jesus. Come on, just thank him right now. As they come, we are going to pray. We are going to pray. But as you pray, just take your communion and hold it. Say it with me, say in the name of Jesus. Can I hear your voice? Say in the name of Jesus. This morning, on the power of knowledge, on the power of knowledge, Lord, Lord, I raise a new altar. I raise a new altar in my life. In my life. Any old altar. Any old altar. On godly altars. On godly altars. Lord. Lord. I break from it. I break from it. And I declare. And I declare. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And by the blood of Jesus. And by the blood of Jesus. Let this altar. Let this altar. Of the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. Work for me. Work for me. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lift up your voice and talk to God. Yes. Lift up your voice and pray. Lift up your voice and pray. Lift up your voice and talk to God. Yes. A new altar. A new beginning. A new altar. A new altar. In the name of Jesus. Let that be a new beginning. A new beginning. In the name of Jesus. The altar of my ancestors is no more effective in my life. Oh God, from today. 
Let this new altar work for me. Yes, let this new altar work for me. In the name of Jesus. As I come by the blood of Jesus. As I come by the blood of Jesus. I declare that it will work for me. You will change my life. You will bring a change in my life. In the name of Jesus. I raise new altars by the strength of the blood. By the strength of the blood. I raise new altars by the strength of the blood. I raise new altars in the name of Jesus. By the strength of the blood. I raise an altar I raise new authors in the name of Jesus Christ. Take your bread. Let's eat quickly and then pray. One more prayer before we are out of here. Eat it. And open the wine and drink it. We pray one last prayer before we go. Drop it. Two. Drop it quickly. And say with me, say in the name of Jesus. I want you to pray. I want you to pray. I want you to pray. Please. Drop it quickly. Don't get distracted. Don't get distracted. Let's do this very, very important. There were a number of things we've talked about. Lift up your hands. Don't get distracted. Don't get distracted. Stabilize. Lift up your hands, please. Say in the name of Jesus. And by the blood of the covenant. I raise an altar of obedience. I raise an altar of obedience. Of holiness. Of holiness. Of prayer. Of prayer. I raise an altar. I raise an altar of prayer. Of prayer. My altar of Titan. My altar of Titan. My altar of holiness. My altar of holiness. My altar of commitment. My altar of commitment. I raise an altar of sacrifice. I raise an altar of sacrifice. And I declare. And I declare. Let this altar. Let this altar become the altar of my family. Become the altar of my family. Let this altar. Let this altar replace. Replace any altar in my family. Any altar in my in family. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. As I pray right now. As I pray right now. I activate my heaven. I activate my heaven. I activate my altar. I activate my altar. To speak for me now. To speak for me now. Lift up your voice and pray right now. now. Listen upon prayer. Yes. Lift up your voice and pray right now. In the next few minutes, establish a new altar. Are you sure you are praying? Establish a new altar. Yes. If I were you, I would close my eyes. Our lives are the way they are because of the altar we will pray from. In the name of Jesus, I raise an altar. I raise a new altar. Yes, by the blood. And the major. Yes. 
Christomu. Bring me results. Results in marriage. In life. For my children. Lift up your voice and pray.
you never imagined, you never prayed for is coming into your life. Some of you, before the end, this year will end. You will change your job two times. People will chase you with offers till you cannot handle anymore. Receive it in the name of Jesus Christ. Please receive it and take note of it. It will happen. It will happen. That some of you, when it happens, you will think it is a scam. You will think it is a scam. It will not be a scam. Your heavens are opened. Your heavens are opened. From today, I said your heavens are opened. Your, your union with failure and struggle is aborted this morning. It is your friendship with struggle, your friendship with a life that is today, you are up, tomorrow you are down. That association, you are removed from it in the name of Jesus. Somebody shout and say, I am out of it. That shall be your story. Look at three people and tell them, see how I will shine from today. Come on, go to three people, tell them, see how I will shine from today. See how I will shine from today. You will not beg any man to marry you. Ladies who are ready for marriage, men will chase you from every angle. See how I will shine from today. Somebody said the blood, my channel, and the altar. And the other channel. Shout it again. Say the blood, my channel, and the altar. Shout it for the last time. Say the blood, my channel, and the altar. Oh, you know what? The blood is speaking for you. My channel, the altar is speaking for you. Shout yes. yes. Quickly take it and come and drop it here. Fabra 